Coming up on today's episode of Real Talk Rentals, we're gonna talk about the whole property management package. Welcome back to Real Talk Rentals, a podcast brought to you by OnQ Property Management. We're here to give you all the behind the scenes of what goes into managing a rental property. I'm your host, Ben. With me as always, my co-host, Mr. Eric Dixon, the go-to expert on all things property management. And this time, in this episode, we're going to be digging into kind of the whole property management package. We're going to be talking about all of the features and services that are available through most property management companies outside of what you generally think of. So let's just start then right there, Eric, I'm going to ask you, let's define the basics. Um, if you're paying a monthly management fee, what should be included in that? None of the upgrades, bells, whistles, just a tenant placed in and you're managing it, what should be included in that? Okay. So yeah, that's kind of your basic package, right? Of, of property management. So I would start with, and maybe put the hat of a landlord, what their expectation is and right. what the reality is with it is you're going to collect the rent. So there's the collection of rent aspect, right? It's due on the first, it's late on the third, it's, you know, the five day notice, the eviction process, if it gets to that, all of that, you know, that's included. You've right. got your facilitating of maintenance, repairs, you know, tenant calls in, says there's a leak or there's a, you know, appliance goes out, you know, facilitating all of that. Um, I'd say the maintaining of any relationship, whether it be, so there's obviously the landlord and the tenant, an HOA, a vendor, you know, you're kind of maintaining those relationships, sure. uh, contractors. Um, wh whenever I would talk to new clients coming on board, I would always let them know the property manager's job is there's, I'm the property manager. You've got tenant on one side speaking in one ear. You've got the owner speaking in one ear. And it's my job to digest both of these these sides and come up with a solution, right? And sure. have empathy for both and figure out, you know, what is the best path forward that abides by the lease, gets everything done at a cost effective, you know, in a cost effective way. So it's maintaining that relationship. Um, I would say all of the accounting. So that kind of goes with rent, but it's detailing out all of your in income and all of your expenses monthly, um, whether it's sending by direct deposit or a check, um, you know, a monthly statement, a year end statement, you know, right. all of the accounting. Super important. Yep. Um, and I, I'd say for even a lot of success, very successful investors, accounting may be the number one. They're like, yeah, Look, absolutely. My, my tenants pay rent on time, dude. Like I can handle the maintenance, but I have to find a perfect way to to document all my income and expense and my 1099 and my, you know, all of that, all of that stuff at the end of the year. Um, I would say included in management should be your uh, 24 hour service. I guess we call it, we're on call 24 seven. Sure. But you know, whether if a tenant calls or a tenant sends in a work order, whatever that you're responsive seven days a week, you know, weekends and nights and holidays should at least have an emergency service of some kind. Um, I was going to say something with, uh, with HOAs, but I guess it's just maintaining that relationship. Sure. You know, if there's a, I, I, two nights ago, I got an HOA notice for one of my renters and I texted a picture of it to my property manager here at the office and said, Hey, can you handle this? Yeah. It's a, it's a weed violation, you know, sure. a landscape weeds violation, right? And then uh, I would say the, I think uh, from there, just providing any sort of market analysis or market update on the market, I would expect my property manager to let me know, you know, whether it be at lease renewal, maybe I call up once a year, I'm like, hey, how's the market doing? You know, the yeah. property manager should have an insight. That's what you're paying for some sort of insight. So 
I don't know. Is there anything else? I mean, you you I, know, just with the basics of management. Yeah, I was going to say one of the things you brought up um, that, you know, we do, and I know I'm sure a lot of other companies do, the facilitating the maintenance, but there are companies that charge a markup yeah, on yeah. that. So, so you, you need to be aware that some companies might say, we'll handle that, but it's going to be 10% more. Yeah, yeah. And, and it actually, that's a great point. And it's not even that that's a bad thing, right? It's just the way we're structured is included in the just if you hire us just for the management fee and we're just we're not talking about placing the tenant leasing the house out we're just saying the tenant lives there what we handle for the management fee right. includes maintenance whereas another company may be like hey that doesn't that's not encapsulated in my management fee yeah we tack on a percentage or a markup or a you know whatever the relationship is with with vendors there's two uh well one local company i know of and another one in another state they just don't do maintenance and they said oh no really people hire us just to do the accounting and the placement of tenant and then the owner does their own maintenance. that's wild and i'm kind of like why, why do you have a property manager yeah i would <laughs> think i'd be gosh if i the headache right if i was going to hire a property manager i would want them to get yelled at by the tenant instead of me like you said be that <laughs> mediary and then handle the maintenance those are the two things everything else it's like i i can work a quickbooks yeah. like i'll figure out the accounting and it's funny everybody you say that, and then some people are the complete opposite. Sure. Like, Dude, I'm, I'm super handy. I can text or find any sort of vendor, but I don't know accounting. I don't know yeah. landlord law. I don't know. You know. So it's just interesting, right? Yeah. So, I mean, long and short of it is find a company like OnQ that does it all. We do it all. Within right? that <laughs> price point. Um, Small plug there. You know? Yeah. Okay. So outside of that, and this is really kind of the meat of what we wanted to talk about today is what are the additional services a landlord should consider? I know when you know our portfolio managers, our sales guys are talking to people, they're going to give them this plate of options. These are the things available. What are some of those and what are the ones that you think that owners should consider? Yeah. So let me just start from the top. From uh, I'm, I'm putting myself in my brain three, four years ago when I was doing the uh, you know, these appointments with owners and they would ask, you know, Hey, what are the above and beyond or what are the add-ons or what are the additional services you offer? Right? Sure. Because those different services are going to differentiate depending on what company you, you go to. So one of the most popular is eviction protection. Um, you know, it protects the landlords against the expense of an eviction in the future. So, right. you know, we, we charge a fee, whether it be monthly or annually, or however we dice it with the, on the, uh, on the contract there, but it's a mini, it's not insurance, but it's kind of like an insurance policy sure. that's like, hey, you pay a small fee every year. If there is an eviction, then we will cover, we will bear the expense of that. Yeah. And we have the relationships with the attorneys and uh, our uh, legal legal staff to, you know, handle that. So eviction protection one, eviction protection is like 60, 70% of owners, you know, get it. It's very inexpensive. Yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't get it. And it, it just gets the peace of mind and the legal backing to, to handle any. Yeah. Addition. It's one of those things that you hope you don't need, but you're going to really kick yourself. Yeah. If you it, do need it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, like, and it's tax deductible anyway, yeah. right? It's an expense, but it, people ask in the same breath, like your eviction rate must be high. If you're selling eviction protection, it's like, no, it's actually very, very low. Yeah. And that's why the cost is very, very low. So and we're also selling it because we're confident in our tenants. We're absolutely. Like, you know, yeah, we, we're so confident that like, we don't think you'll need this. That's a couple bucks, yep, you know? Exactly. So there, there's that one. I would say the next most popular is our HVAC. There's kind of into a dip, uh, different bins, right? There's the HVAC filter program. So we will actually go into your home every other month or every or biannually or whatever schedule we're on there with you and we will go replace the filter 
So right. it actually is different than most filter services. They just mail them to your doorstep, which is great. That at yeah. least gets step one is there's a new filter on the premises. There's a reminder. Yep. And, it, and then it's up to the tenant, but you're depending on the tenant to put it in, right? So yeah. we like our service is more hands-on. We'll go when we're doing a routine inspection or when we're just doing a filter change. And our, our inspector will bring you the ladder. They'll vacuum it out. They'll replace the filter. They take before and after pictures and they make sure that those filters are swapped. And so this one, you have to remember that the the reason to do it is to prevent stress on your AC system. Yeah. And so maybe it will make the lifetime maybe one or five or 10 years longer if you're swapping the filters every other month like you should be. And so there's that. And then the uh, annual tune-ups with the AC is the other bucket. Yeah. And you know, usually we send that out like in March or April to say, hey, tune up your AC before the summer because here in Arizona, that thing's running like 15 hours a day or whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> well, at least. T- yeah. Dozen hours a day, 20 hours a day to keep up with the, with the crazy heat. So. Yeah, and in other states, it's probably the reverse where in the winter, oh, yeah. it's cranking well, for that. I, I was thinking about that because we don't really manage in areas that are super cold, but they probably yeah. have the reverse program yeah. before winter. That's like, hey, get your heaters tuned up. Get those, right. you know, everything ready ready to avoid the big repair in the summer yeah. or in the winter, you know? So, um so I would say those are it. A couple of things I just pulled stats off because I thought it was super interesting. We were talking about it yesterday with filters um, on a nationwide poll. They said that if you replace their filters, so if the owner's providing filters to the tenant and they make sure that they're replaced. So this is assuming that they are replaced at least every quarter, that the HVAC work orders are 30% less. That's insane. So it's like, hey, if you only have an AC order work order every three years, it's like you're going to have one every nine year or whatever that would be. Yeah, I'm horrible at math. 30% less. Um, but if you had three a year, you're going to have two a year or whatever it is. So I just had an HVAC work order yesterday. So it ended up being a fuse, which uh, which was a lot less than something else could have been. And then the next stat that I thought was interesting is the uh, you provide the filters, you make sure they're swapped, and the tenant's energy consumption is 10% less because the stress on the unit, you know, it's more efficient. Yeah. So uh, we were talking about this yesterday, but I think I see it all the time in the way people are interacting with us online and leaving reviews and stuff that the the ten the tenants, the residents in the properties really they appreciate it. And yeah, it's, they love it. Yep. And and as a renter, and I know you were saying as a homeowner, it's it's so easy to forget about that. Especially when you're in the, like a place like Arizona where we're not using it for several months, yeah. you know, and it's just like out of sight, out of mind. And I'm not intentionally not changing that. I just don't, I forgot, you yeah. know, and having someone come and do that regularly makes yeah. a huge difference. We literally talked about this yesterday and I told you I had to replace mine. I'm like, they're in my garage. I'm going to do it tonight. I didn't do it last yeah. week. So, I mean, <laughs> and I, and I own the home and it, you know, it's my money lost yeah. if I don't do it. Right. So, and I still don't do it. So I can tell you that there are tenants and residents with great intentions to swap their filters every month and they don't. Yeah, and absolutely. So, so that's a huge one. We we rolled that out a couple of years ago and it's selling like hotcakes and it's not a huge profit center, but it's a awesome service center that provides top tier level service right. uh, that no one else can offer. I mean, and, and we we had a ex employee who will remain unnamed, but he bet me one time that 90% of tenants change their filters on their own. People do every, that every on month. their own every yeah. month. <laughs> And I didn't take him up on that bet, and I should have, because I said, "Buddy, there's no way." Yeah. You know, and I know you probably we probably get owners who are like, "They'll do it. They'll change their filter." And it's yeah. like, "Man, don't roll that dice." 
know, and, and a lot of times it's not even financially. It's like, yeah. hey, the filter's inexpensive, but it's it's going to the store and getting it and it's finding time to do it. You get home from work. It's the last thing you want to do. Yeah. You already have them and haven't changed them, oh, right? Yours are sitting at your house. A hundred percent. I'm doing it tonight. That's it. That's it. All right. Um, and then I'd say the, the only other ones, uh, so we offer routine inspections. So that would be in addition to the move-in and move-out inspections. This is right. above and beyond twice a year. So if you're doing a move-in, move-out, and two routines, we're in the home four times in that one-year lease. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it isn't just to get in there and take pictures of the tenant's stuff. You know, it's it's for two things. One is the tenant taking care of it. Are they abiding by the lease? We do a smell check, obviously, that you can't do from afar. You check if they have pets that you can't do from afar. But it's for preventive maintenance. Preventive maintenance. Um, I can't tell you how many times like they'll go in and take a picture under a sink and be like dude, this is leaking and the tenant had no idea. Yeah. They're like, oh, I haven't opened that cupboard in months. I didn't you know? even know there was a cupboard down there. Yeah. yeah. And so there's that side of it. Um, and the tenants love it. They're super respectful. It's scheduled in advance by certified mail. They, they understand you know, the process there. Um, another couple, just uh, maybe not as big, but roofing inspections and maintenance work, similar to HVAC that gets done annually. The roof doesn't need to be inspected annually, but at least every three to five years, you should absolutely get those roofs inspected and maintained to avoid that catastrophic repair like I had to do last yeah, year. Yeah, I was going to say, Eric, famously, <laughs> yes. we've mentioned a couple times. Oh, uh, dude, it still hurts. <laughs> oh, and get this. I replaced that roof 100%, lots and lots of money, and uh, just a huge storm last week. It uh, leaked. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we, the roofers, uh, they're warranting it, and it's not even a, a dig at them freak accident yeah Huge. it was a like a microburst like hit in that area and yeah it tore up it. anyway it's just like it's it's the story that never ends and then the last one is just additional services that we can facilitate and offer are things like pest control pool service um, landscape service that we can help get the best vendors there they get eyes and ears on the property every every week so sure and and that one rolls kind of into the next question because what i hear a lot is owners saying Oh, you know, landscape, I'll have the tenant take care of that, yeah. you know, and um, again, roll of the dice, you know, but uh, what in your opinion are the typical ones that tenants are responsible for? And is that a good idea? Is it better to keep that yeah. in the maintenance, in the property management space? Yeah. And so just, just uh, piggybacking off the previous with landscaping, it just depends and it's kind of hard. It can't be a yes or a no because it, it just depends if it's a, if it's rock, desert landscape, very minimal to do, it's like that's an easy one to put on the tenant. Sure. Even if they don't know how to maintain it, they could hire somebody for super cheap or they could just spend a Saturday every few months and button it up, right? If it's high maintenance, if it's weekly lawn care, tall trees, a lot of shrubs, dropping leaves. Yeah, you know, an HOA like, that's going to find like, you. Dude, like, like my yard, my stinking trees in the back drop leaves every winter and it is a hassle and a mess. If I rent my house out that I live in now, I have to include landscaping. Like yeah. it's just you have to. Um, the tenant will live there one winter, and they'll they'll either be like, "Hey, this is horrible. I'm turning the water off," and they'll just kill everything. Yeah. Or they'll complain, right? So that one just depends. If it's easy, put it on the tenant. If it's if it's harder to maintain, include it in rent and get a little get a little more in rent. You know, included. Pest control is typically always tenant, except for things like termites. You know, if there's infestations yeah. of some kind, then the landlord steps in and takes care of the infestation if it's not tenant caused. So like termites are not tenant caused. If there's a um, bee's nest goes into the attic, you know, right. that's not tenant caused. No. If it's uh, Unless they're know, storing honey up there yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, what was the other one that um, 
roof rats. Like yeah. we cur- we had roof rats in one of my rentals a couple years ago, and it's like it wasn't the tenant's fault that the citrus fell, and then all the rats came in the neighborhood, and then they just yeah. lived in the attic. Or a lot of times, um, I have a friend who owns a rental property in my neighborhood, and his next door neighbor to his rental house had the citrus trees. Yeah. And, and it just his rental got roof rats, <laughs> yeah, you know, and he's like that nice warm attic. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, I, now I got to pay to get rid of all these rats because of the neighbor. It wasn't even him. Yeah. You know? And so something like that, that as a landlord, you got to be cognizant of like pest control in general. Right. It's the, the routine ants and cockroaches and crickets and stuff that's on the tenant, but it's the uh, infestations and the random stuff that the landlord still owns up to. Obviously tenant, tenant responsible things are like utilities. Um, unless it's like a multifamily in an apartment, it's water, sewer, trash, gas, electric, all that's in the tenant's name. Yeah. Um, internet, cable, streaming services, obviously that's all in the tenant's name. When you're talking vacation rentals, which is a whole different ball game. Sure. Those things you actually keep in your name as the landlord and it's a higher expense. And then you can, you know, you rent out the furnished, furnished rooms there. Um, and then the, the other stuff that's kind of its own separate category that we'll probably have to cover another time is what these packages that you can come up with, whether it's insurance or credit reporting or, um, you know, they have rewards programs and different things that companies can offer, right? So uh, we have our own resident benefits package here at our right. office. And it's just, we compiled the best benefits for our residents. Yeah. And, and these it, are these are services kind of like we were just listing out that would normally be for the landlord, but these are for the- These are for the tenant. The, the yeah. tenant, yeah. And so we, we've just found over the years that residents are demanding- higher level service and offerings, right? They're sure. like, I don't want to have to go get tenant rent- renters insurance. I don't want to have to go get a third party to pay them to report my rental payments to the credit bureau. I don't want right. to have to, you know, do all, they want it to be a one-stop shop. And yeah. as long as we can offer that high level of service at a good value, you know, they're, you know, they love it. So we can talk about that as a, as a, yeah, whole, we'll, we'll uh, commit to, we'll do it next episode. That's we'll a we'll whole, go over the resident benefits package because yeah, there was some interesting stuff when we were talking yesterday that uh, just about dollar amounts that people, oh, you know, know, by having their credit reported accurately. Yep. Get your credit save. reported when you, when you pay rent can help you tenfold in the future. Yeah, absolutely insane. Okay. So that'll be next episode. So let's do one last question here. Then um, out of all these extras you listed, which one would you personally say is essential that, you know, property owners don't nickel and dime on this one. It's, it's, something you need to consider. Yeah. So they, and they've both happened to me personally. So I have a, uh, a testimony of traumatic, things, right? It's traumatic yeah. and it's got PTSD. Over yeah. It, but it's the annual preventative preventative maintenance, right? So mm-hmm. it's the, if you're in Arizona, especially maybe you're in a place that has high AC usage or high heater usage, make sure you do annual inspections and tune-ups on those units. Yeah. So like here in Arizona, we send it out in March and April. We send it out multiple times to make sure that every owner knows like, Hey, spend the one or 200 bucks now to save 500 or save a thousand or save the cost of this replacement. And, and really what you're doing is you're kicking the cost of replacement down the road. Yeah. It's like at some point you're going to have to replace every single unit you have right now. But if you can make that replace that in 10 years, instead of five years by spending a couple hundred bucks a year, you know, totally or or replace it at the right time. Yeah. You know, if replacing an AC unit, right now in Arizona in February, you know, is a lot different than replacing an AC unit in, in July. July. Yeah, July on a Sunday morning when it's 110 outside. Yeah, now you're talking about the the tenant is in a hotel for a week, you know, and 
there's a backlog on how long they can come out and things like that. Whereas if you do this preventative maintenance, maybe they say, Hey, you got to replace this, but it's March. You know, I can yep. do this tomorrow yep. instead of in a week. Yeah. So that, that preventative stuff will not only save you money, but it's headache and time and all that. Yeah. But piggybacking off of that is uh, roofing inspections. And I wouldn't do those every year. Like I said, you should, even if you need to ask your property manager or just go ahead and get an estimate. Um, I recently did one on my house. My house is 10 years old and I'm like, dude, it's a tile roof. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. And they found like eight cracked tiles. All the mortar caps are cracked. And they're like, hey, this is like on its way to leaking. The underlayment is almost exposed. All this yeah. stuff. And I'm like, what are you talking about? The house is 10 years old. Could you and, imagine if you had to buy another roof? Oh, dude. <laughs> you know, and it's just because I didn't want to spend a few hundred bucks, right? Yeah. Hundreds of dollars later, it's buttoned up and it's good for another five years. You know? Yeah, exactly. So that that would say, and then um the only other thing I would look at preventive maintenance wise is between tenants. It's harder when there's a tenant there to check everything, but between tenants, make sure to get a fine tooth comb and do the preventative maintenance stuff. If you've yeah. got angle stops that are frozen, swap those out. If you've got, you know, toilet that you've repaired three times, maybe just replace that this tenant, sure. right? And preventatively stay ahead of the curve on stuff and and you will save money, you know, in the long run. It is an investment mindset instead of a, you know, month to month type thing. You got to invest in these things, but I would say preventative maintenance will save you the most money besides vacancy, which we always talk about, yeah. but you know, the, uh, the, the highest cost items, I mean, I'm getting destroyed on maintenance this last like 18 months Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of it could have been preventative stuff if I would have stayed ahead of it. Yeah. Well, live and learn, right? Yep. No, wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm, lear I'm learning with everybody else. Yeah. All right. Well, that is it for us this time. Um, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to uh, your podcast and leave us a five-star review if you can. It really helps out and we will see you next time. Mm -hmm.